Blessed be the Fruit Loops. <laughs> uh, we don't want to wait. My name is Robin. Oh, I'm Stephanie. I'm sorry. I was reading jokes about the Kevin O'Hare. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. Season two, episodes six, seven, eight, and nine. Hey, you like okay. that? I got, I got the numbers this time. All right. First Blood. Oh, uh, the, it, after. I'm sorry. Go oh, ahead. First Blood after. Uh, woman's work and smart power. Smart power. See, we got to talk about that. I don't know what that means. I have no idea either. So, uh, let's, okay. l- listeners, add us on on Twitter at We Don't Want to Wait and tell us what the heck does smart power mean. <laughs> yeah, I can't make sense of it. Anyway, oh, it's the Handmaid's Tale that we're watching. Did we say that? Oh yeah, that's right, Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> I mean, we're it's almost finished. Almost there. One more podcast Praise after me. this. Yeah, we'll Praise have it behind us. Yeah, we're just okay, fun, we got fun, a lot fun. to talk about. Yes. Yeah, we're going to talk about something fun, like please like me or something like that. Oh gosh, that 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 uh, that the title of that show makes me not uh-huh. want to watch it. Oh no, it's really good. It's, um, <laughs> it's it's a comedy. It's. I figured. It just, it just sounds so desperate. Stop trying to get my attention. Well, he's just like an awkward person. <laughs> yeah. I figured. But anyway, we're going to talk about the first episode, First Blood. This is when John Rambo comes to town. We first meet him. Um, he's a Vietnam War veteran. Um, and these cops just have a problem with him being in the town. He's a drifter. Shall, should, do you want me to keep going with this bit? Or, no, uh, you no. Me any? First blood. <laughs> First blood. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we finally get some action. Yeah. We finally get some some serious hashtag resistance. Yeah. The uh, mayday get go gets real. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So let's start with the flashback, okay? And the flashback is all about Serena uh, trying to. Uh, Get people to uh, be all into, you know, where uh, oh, what a woman's place goes, be, should be. Yeah. Is this where she goes to the college yep. and speaks? Yeah, yeah. I thought this was interesting because it's kind of like that Milo guy going to Berkeley. <laughs> yeah, right. And you know, and then the right say, you know, oh, you don't really believe in free speech. You just want you, know, you want to silence everybody. No. uh yeah, it's just a mess. It's amazing but, seeing Fred screaming, "This is America!" Yeah, <laughs> outraged. <I'm> like, nah. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was interesting seeing this kind of from Serena's point of view. Who, you know, her message is complete bullshit and probably should be screamed down. But then you like look out into the crowd and just like just these frothing liberals, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just calling her like a Nazi a c word. 
um, uh-huh. and just screaming like vulgarities at her. Yeah, because at first you think that they're being welcomed there. Yeah. And then as soon as she walks out onto the stage, they're throwing things at her. And yeah. And then we have these nicely the dressed Phoenix. kids who are trying to like, let her talk, let her talk. Oh, the Republicans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it was interesting kind of like seeing it from her point of view. Like these, yeah. these people are just like. Used. He's using her. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, just like when they go to Canada. Mm-hmm. Anyway, go ahead. Where are we at now? Um, all right. So, um. I I just I I guess my first note on this whole flashback is like it's cool seeing these like people we always see in the the, the same clothes all the time in Gilead actually like wearing normal clothes <laughs> like mm-hmm. Serena in this white pantsuit uh Fred's got like a little tie and his hair is kind of not slicked back it's kind of he looks kind of dorky he's still got the beard yes. but yeah. very much so mm-hmm. um but um yeah so um after the whole college incident, Fred has Serena like try to convert like this angry crowd, like just kind of you know like yelling at them how they're living in their liberal bubble and uh, how you know they're just they, they, if they don't get serious, the you know they're in like embracing their biological destiny, like the mankind is doomed. And um, this assistant is with them, like oh Twitter's blowing up, yeah yeah yeah, and all of a sudden she gets shot, and then Serena gets shot. Yeah, so I guess that's why Serena can't have a baby because her uterus got shot. Huh, I didn't even realize that. Um, see, when we go to Canada, it seems like it may not be the problem. <laughs> um, oh, okay. But I, I, I don't know. I guess one might want to assume that. Um, so, I, yeah, we had this twisted scene at the end, the last flashback where Fred catches the sniper and his wife, and he says, you know what it's like to see my wife in pain, to pray to God to save her, and then he shoots the wife in front of him, and he says, now you do. Which is just like, wow. Um, yeah. So, we go to Dr. Donnie's hospital in the present, (laughs) and, um, um, we're investigating Offred's bleeding, and it was a subchorionic hematoma. Is that correct? Sadie, what do you okay. think? Sadie, hush. <laughs> she, it's raining, and she hasn't been outside around the loop, and uh, she's pent-up energy. <laughs> Shh, be quiet. And Dr. Donnie's saying that your baby looks fine, Mrs. Waterford. And she, you're like, yeah. Offred's, like, stuck behind that glass screen. Um, Donnie, Dr. Donnie asks about her first pregnancy, but refuses to acknowledge like Hannah's name. And then they, we see the ultrasound and Alfred is shown the ultrasound. And, um, the doctor asks for, it's like the doctor. We got Aunt Lydia saying this now. Harmony in the household is what we need. Um, yeah, this was really weird with, uh, Aunt Lydia around so much. Mm Mm-hmm. And in some cases, I'm like, good. And then in some cases, I'm like, oh, this is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and then in some cases, will she even make a difference? Mm-hmm. So Offred gets to stay in the downstairs sitting room. And um, Nick tries talking to her, but she's like, when's Mrs. Blaine's bedtime? <laughs> <laughs> um and that's when Rita brings in soup and he's like, smells good. Where's mine? And Rita's like, ask your wife, which I love. <laughs> I love a sassy Rita. 
Um, so we go to uh, the Red Centers, the new Red Center. Lydia, I love, and Lydia is just like, imagine how many girls we can process here. We are truly blessed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. We went from the the yucky warehouses to something uh, new and shiny. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can do even more horrific things. Mm-hmm. Sadie, hush. Hey, hey. Shh, be quiet. So Eden tries her best to win over Nick. She says, my mother taught me everything about marriage. I know what God expects of me. And okay. Okay, Sadie. Okay. Go out. Out. Um, sorry. Our third co-host is getting a little crazy. Uh, and uh, I don't know what's going on. Well, you okay. know, she could just focus on this, the show. We were, we're having a discussion here and all she wants to do is bark. Well, she doesn't watch television until she hears dogs barking, and then <laughs> sometimes she's interested in. I wish I had that dog television, but dog television. Subscri- yeah, uh, I think we found she- our next uh, topic. <laughs> <laughs> there's a channel just for dogs. Uh huh. That's awesome. <laughs> I need to look into this. Um. All right. So. Uh, Serena's knitting. Alfred's trying to get comfortable, and um, and, uh, and oh Ser- yeah, Serena's like sitting with her. Yeah, like, she doesn't want her to. Like she's so worried about her. Yeah, it's like she's like trying to warm up to her. Um, yeah, this whole dance they're doing—it's really weird. Serena doesn't want to like make a connection, an actual connection with. Uh, June, mm-hmm. but she wants. This is all for the baby, right? It's all for the safety of the baby, and but, for uh, I mean, uh, there to be har- harmony and getting along, and no uh, stress, and, and nobody getting upset. I know, but, but I still think, at a distance. I think still as, at a distance. I think she's afraid to get close to Alfred because she's a. Uh, she'll see. She'll see that she's a human instead of an animal. Right. Right. Um, so she'll feel guilty. Mm-hmm. Uh, da, 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 da. All right, Serena and Fred have a talk. Then Eden tells Alfred she worries about Nick that he might be a gender traitor. <laughs> oh yeah, because <laughs> he doesn't want yeah. anything to do with her. So June is so afraid that you know because she knows she's expected to turn him in if she really thinks that. Yeah. So yeah, Alfred has to uh, convince. Nick yells at Nick So later. Nick has to consummate the marriage. Uh, but first we have um, Serena. With the small child. <laughs> Serena has uh, so, some handmaids over for lunch. And um, uh, Serena awkwardly tries to talk to Off Glenn, who can't talk. <laughs> She's missing its own. Oh, yeah. And yeah, they're all like partaking on feeling Off Red's belly. And Serena just kind of fades into the background and she looks sad. Um, well, Alfred starts talking about like this having brunch at this place, and Serena is trying to push herself into the conversation. Yeah. Oh, I remember that place. What if we both ate there at the same time? Right. And uh, it, it, it's like Serena wants in on the conversation, and then June has everybody fill her belly, but doesn't offer uh, Serena to let her fill the belly. Yeah, and also, it's like, yeah, that must have been great back then when we were both on the same. <laughs> level you know she's talking from a place of power 
a power that you know is completely uh, unfair and unjust, and she can you know there's no way she can just like identify with her. <laughs> like, come on. Mm-mm. And I mean, they weren't they're not supposed to be talking about the past anyway. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, Serena works in her greenhouse where she can grow things on her own. She she this is why she's always planting stuff and working in the garden because she. Wants to be able to grow something Unlike mm-hmm. anything in her belly Serena shows off at the new nursery And she says I want you to know I'm going to try to be the best mother To my child <laughs> And um, then Offred starts talking about Hannah's room Having glow in the dark stars And um, then starts begging to see Hannah And Serena's like nope And time to move back to your room So the truce is kind of over After that well, the first truce, at least. <laughs> there seems they go they go back and forth, don't they, in these four episodes? Oh yeah, quite a bit. so much. Um, so yeah, uh, we have the hole in the sheet, um, the consummation. Um, I like that. Offred yells at Nick and is just like, "Yeah, you can't have sex. With, you have to have sex with somebody you don't want to have sex with." Oh, boo hoo! <laughs> mm. uh, so yeah, it is. It's pretty creepy that 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 girl. I, I'm sure is of age, but it, it, she looks so young. It's yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm sure it's a, a lot to the in the performance too. Mm-hmm. Um. So Serena's getting all fired up. She's telling Fred she's offers always wanting more, and she's constantly plotting, trying to use her. And uh, you know, um. Oh, and then I so it's so it's almost like Serena feels guilty because she started to she's starting to feel sympathy mm-hmm. towards Alfred, and when she asked to see Hannah, she just blew up. It made her mad because exactly she she's convinced like she herself that it's like it. yeah, it's it's she doesn't actually like me. She's not actually letting me in. This is all to it's know, all an act, all an act. So she can see her daughter. Mm-hmm. And by the way, last week, one of my teases was that Nick gives Fred something she can cherish. I actually meant Fred. I don't know why I typed Nick. <laughs> but this is when Fred decides to give her the picture of Hannah. Oh. Um, and then tries to make a move on Fred. <laughs> and uh, he's like grabbing her boobs. <laughs> oh, these are getting bigger. And uh, yeah, it's kind of gross. And, and, and luck- luckily she could be Constantly use the baby card every time Like I'm worried about the baby Oh the baby's been through a lot uh, and, and he has to leave Because yeah. the baby is the most important thing Yeah um, So Offred the next day Refuses food again And notices Eden's getting happier uh, Acting a bit happier um, Serena wishes Offred were pleasant And does and says that Offred doesn't know her place So she starts playing this game with her With the sewing needle Trying to throwing it on the ground and making Offred pick it up, and then telling Eden to do the same thing, and that's when Offred pulls the baby card again. Mm-hmm. Oh, I felt a cramp. Uh, don't want to do that. Not good for the baby. Yeah, Serena teaching Eden to be cruel. Yeah, and just Serena trying to like get power back in her life, and mm-hmm. so Nick. Is probably disturbed by having sex with a teenager and asks Price for reassignment. And um, Price is and and um, and a promise that uh, Price is going to protect Alfred. 
And of course, you know, the one good commander, uh, good-ish, I guess, compared to the others. I was going to say, is he good? <laughs> he didn't know the Bible before all this started, so. <laughs> I mean, I don't, th- I just don't think any of them know the Bible. They're, I don't think any of them are doing it for the reasons they state they're doing. Right. They're only doing it for power. Mm-hmm. And then Nick makes a deal. He's like, you know, you you uh, reassign me and protect Alfred. I'm going to give you more info about Fred. And did you think to yourself, oh, this is too good to be true? <laughs> or uh, No, I, th- I thought it was going to lead to something worse or yeah. something, I think is what I thought. But, yeah. Fred welcomes his brothers to the new Reach- Rachel and Leah Center. And handmaids surround the place in a formation. And then Offred to or off Glenn to walks in, turns around and shows the handmaid she's holding a switch. And she runs down the aisle, and the handmaids like are running away as she presses the button, and the place blows up, and it goes to credits. Which, gosh, it's just a few months ago when this aired, but I remember being like, "Oh my god, next episode, next episode!" Um, <laughs> Holy cow, did they just kill Fred? Did you did you think they killed Fred or? No, I figured he, I, I thought he would be injured. Mm-hmm. So that's it for that episode. Shall we talk about after? Ugh, yeah. Finally, the funeral that you've been waiting for. The handmaids oh, yeah. are all dressed like Sith lords. <laughs> <laughs> it's really it's such like a creepy costume: the black robes and red veils. Yeah, it's so dark. Yeah. We find out that 31 handmaids died in the explosion. And uh, I don't know if you were confused by that at all. Like, how, how did 31 handmaids die? Because they were all running away from the building when the explosion went Oh, on. no. I figured some were victims. If you notice, when they're getting into formation at the beginning of that scene, there's actually mm-hmm. an upper level to the center that was completely lined with handmaids. So, oh, okay, yeah. The ones we know were on the outside of the glass, <laughs> while the a bunch of nameless ones were on the inside. Oh, okay. But yeah, again, this uh, I think this um, this whole like funeral scene was like so like well well shot and looked so. Just the red coffins, the blood red coffins against the white snow, and the costumes, mm-hmm. and all. I, it, this was actually up for an Emmy. The, this uh, this episode, mm-hmm. I think it uh, it lost best directing to like an episode of The Crown. So, um, and Aunt Lydia, I, I love all these. All these coffins are lined around Aunt Lydia, just like the handmaids are lined, you know, like all, all around her while she stands on this red pulp, red stage to like preach from. You know, it's almost like as in, as in, you know, life, so shall it be in death, you know, that these poor handmaids are just kind of like all stuck in formation around Aunt Lydia to listen to her, her sermon. And, um, um, and then she starts talking about, I wish I could give you a world without violence. And, uh, then she reads, um, the names, but it's all just the handmade names. It's not their actual names. Mm. Which is just the worst. Which they could have just went to that home and become like it, they're the names are so interchangeable. It doesn't tell you they're so nameless. Yeah, it doesn't tell you anything. Yeah, the handmaids start talking about like what was Off Glen's real name, and nobody knows. Um, 
Wait, now which one was Auckland? Auckland was the one that pushed the button, the one that was missing a tongue. That's oh, is is that the one who was the drug addict? Yep, she was the one that when Alfred first met that, her, like she was the new Auckland. She and she told her, "Don't mess this up for me. I got a good thing going." Right, but like her hashtag resistance. <laughs> Uh, starts to rise in her once the whole um, once they were all asked to like stone Janine and that's when she stepped out and she said you know we can't do this and mm-hmm. then immediately got the crap beaten out of her mm-hmm. um, and then so uh, the handmaids are driven in these like they were like cars with like the red curtains over them uh, over the windows so people can't see the handmaids inside like they're the popes. <laughs> and as we're driving through, we see all these bodies just hanging in front of homes, like guardians and Martha's just being murdered left and right. Um, because so they really cracked down on Mayday. Yeah. That's the feeling I got. So, I mean, like, they just kill everybody. Yeah. Like, there's like, who's left in... And, and what is Gilead? Because... Where is Gilead? How many? <laughs> as far as I know, it's like the Massachusetts area. I wish I knew how big their borders were. Um, because I've heard Fred say he's going to D.C. So I'm assuming it's it's at least like like the East Coast or at least the Northern Eastern Coast. I don't know uh, what the rest of America is like because we meet that Canadian. Like He's like the... America in exile council. I, we'll get to that, but yeah. So I, yeah, I do wish we had some sort of like map to look at. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, even Westeros has a map. We need a Gilead map. Well, yeah, and there's. I mean, I really like how. I, I mean, there's. It's one thing when they're they roll out information slowly, but like we're not getting any. We don't. We only got a little information. We're not getting any information about the the world right in these episodes in season two we mm-hmm. only got a little bit in season one and i suppose they can kind of cover up for that by just like the fact that we know that information is completely cracked down on you know so who would be talking about any of this information but maybe fred to another commander <laughs> mm-hmm. that's about it like fred wouldn't be talking to serena about it serena wouldn't be talking to the handmaids martha's want to know yeah um, but yeah, it looks like, I mean, we, we meet, uh, Commander Cushing, who is in charge of, uh, uh of shit now that, <laughs> that prices, he, uh, it was killed. Uh, so he's taking prices security duties and, uh, we find out that, um, 26 commanders died. I love how they mentioned that 26 commanders died. And then all of a sudden we go to the hospital and, and they're like, Oh, no, nope, Fred's alive. <laughs> yeah. He's pretty messed up, but. He's alive. <laughs> this guy, Cushing, excuse me, he was in uh, Bitten. Oh, yeah? He was like he was like the head of the werewolves. Hmm. He, he looks like, like he the, could play a werewolf. Yeah, he was like the father figure, like the, or the older brother, like the head of the house. So, yeah, this is the guy, this is the reason why these guardians of Martha's are being murdered left and right, because it's, it's a classic like are you now or have you ever been in a situation yeah, where they're just, just taking people down to to make ex- examples of and yeah. 
whether they have any really uh, any. Uh, oh my gosh, what's oh, I, my brain is not working today. <laughs> Association any, or uh, any evidence? Evidence. Yeah, yeah, just on suspicion. Yeah, he's being a he's being uh, overly harsh. Where uh, so that dashes all the hopes of uh, Nick. Yep. Out. <laughs> oh well. Um. And all of a sudden, we go to the con- colonies where girls are being routed into vans for no reason, and including Emily and Janine. Where, where, did you kind of figure figure what's happening here? Or no, uh, I, I didn't know what but what when, sweet torture they sent up to now. Like what? Yeah, horrible. what awful! What's even worse than the colonies? <laughs> oh, it's got to yeah. be even worse. Than yeah, we haven't talked about the sewers yet. The sewers are where the lowest <laughs> of the low, the un un women work. Uh, <laughs> um. It's good they let it, the the show lets us know that um, we haven't seen these morning outfits because they are kept in little red suitcases. <laughs> when Alfred comes back, she's putting it away, so it's not hanging up in the closet or anything. And uh, yeah, when Cushing shows up, it's like, oh great, Alfred's like connected to yet another dissenter. <laughs> and and I was thinking to myself, like maybe this is Glenn's fault, guys. Like <laughs> off Glenn one and two. Are both like both rebelled? Like maybe, maybe uh, uh, Glenn's household needs to be uh, looked into. And I love how, like later in the episode, we find out that Glenn and his entire family were murdered mm. <laughs> because, like, n- no more off Glenn. Like that's that's over with. Because whoever goes to that house seems to be uh, pushed into rebellion. Um. So, uh, yeah, Cushing is interrogate. Who helped you? Did Commander Waterford help? Uh, help? Oh, yeah, this was... Uh, About the kidnapping, the alleged kidnapping? Yeah, and so Alfred is like, oh, so I was taken against my will, remember? I don't know. I didn't... You know. Yeah. So, because if she ran away, it would look really bad <laughs> on everybody. So she's got to go with this uh, somebody took her. And if... He starts looking into it. He's going to find out that Nick helped her and mm-hmm. all the people who did help her, which I think all the people who did help are dead. Aren't they in the delivery guy? Didn't he die? Uh, I know Omar was killed. The guy that she stayed okay. with. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I assumed that the delivery guy, the guy who, when she was like, by his hand and he's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> that. See you later. Alligator. See you later. Alligator. Alligator. <clears throat> Uh, all right, so um, yeah, Alfred's horrified to see a Martha get just shot down in the street outside as, after Cushing leaves. Um, like basically, she was like going for her ID, <laughs> was immediately murdered. Oh uh, yeah, so that was speaking volumes also about how the cops feel threatened. Oh yeah, yeah. Let me see your oh, hands. I was, I was afraid for my life. Yeah. Oh, just. Uh, so Serena's happy to see the baby safe. He puts Fred's hand on her belly. Gross. Um, then Alfred tells Nick how she, scared she is. He promises he's not going to let anything happen to her. Um, <laughs> at home, Serena tells Alfred the baby needs rest. And Alfred says, right now, the baby needs Twinkies. But we're compromising. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's a little bit of humor. <laughs> um, Serena actually. So the- oh, go ahead. So doesn't Nick tell Serena we got to do something? Yeah. Um, well, kind of the other way around. Because Serena 
reveals that like she and Fred used to vacation with Cushing and his wife. Oh. And uh, Alfred tells Serena about his visit and then mentions that, yeah, this is where we find out Offgren's entire house was executed and they'd probably do the same to this house and take the baby if they thought Offred was connected to some sort of underground. So, yeah, Nick walks into his apartment and finds Serena just sitting there. And this is when she has him help her submit a warrant to the Counselor of Divine Law. And she says she will sign Fred's signature. Oh, he'll forgive me. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so the C- Cushing shows back up at the Waterford's house, and the eyes all like surround him and arrest him by order of Commander Waterford. And Serena and Nick and Offred all look at the windows, and Offred smiles and says, "Bye, bitch." Uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, we go to the grocery store, and I love how Janine like scares Offred. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Oh, good. Everybody's so solemn. Yeah. And Janine's so energetic. She is a light that cannot be put out. I love Janine. Yeah, me too. And, yeah, um, like I was teasing about, like, this is something that Janine, like, it's an answer to Janine's prayers, but to Emily, it's not anything great. <laughs> um, and that's when they all start saying each other's. Names to each other, and uh, oh, oh, and this is what I hated. Oh. What was it? What did Emily say? What did Emily say? She hold on. Emily walks off and says something under her breath to June. What did she say? I don't know. I didn't didn't make it. Didn't write it down. Uh, okay, uh, keep going. Maybe it'll come to me. It's, it's been so long since I watched these episodes. <laughs> But, you know, basically June's telling her her name because she knew Emily's name. But, you know, it's kind of like a, a callback to the funeral where no one knew Offland 2's name, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we meet Brianna. And, of course, we knew Alma from before. And then uh, the the little one who every once in a while starts to talk, she looks a little – she looks a bit like Eden. But that's Dolores. And then there's Sarah and Deidre and Aaron and Marilyn. And that, you know, they're all That's actually from the book Um, That was never in the first season But they put that scene in this season Um, So Alfred is surprised To find Serena in Fred's office And and she is in control She's Gotten gotten a little uh, gumption to her Now that, uh, you know, she was able to Like get rid of Cushing Yeah, it was like we were Oh, oh, I know what it was Oh, go ahead Emily says something about people who work with the system. And then it leads to June and June and Serena are working. It's almost like they're getting caught up in the government of Gilead Mm -hmm. using these proclamations. It was just really bad, right? And it was just like too on the nose. Hmm. I don't don't know what you mean, though. (laughs) Emily is... Emily said something about people who are that work in the system or the, that people get caught up in the system. I don't know. I can't remember. But it was just like it was put it was putting a friction between Emily and June. Right, right. Um and uh yeah, Serena asked Offred for her uh editing skills and um 
June asks for a pen. She's going to need a pen. And then we see, just like at the end of the last episode with Off Glen 2, with her little trigger for the C4, we get like almost like the same shot of Offred holding the pen up and clicking the pen. And it's like she's starting a revolution herself here, you know? And June gets to rot. Yes. Uh, I saved the flashback for the end of this discussion because um, this is the Emmy Award winning um, Samira Wiley's episode here. Um, who and you know what? This episode. I wasn't. I hope maybe they're giving it to her. Uh, you know, because of season one. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think this was impressive at all. This whole where she's, oh, number one, oh, she's had a baby. And we didn't see, I mean, yeah. this is, she had a baby, oh, she had way, a fiance. She had a baby in those, in those, between those flashbacks that, you know, we yeah. didn't see, she had a baby. Uh, That's a bit much. Um, yeah. Bad, bad, bad. So Moira uh, got $250,000 for being a surrogate mother. Um, she gets a ultrasound, doesn't want a photo, and we see this attractive girl who is a doctor. Um, then at Lamaz, the attractive girl is the Lamaz instructor. And uh, June mentions how Luke helped her, which pisses Moira off. She starts talking about your perfect marriage, and June says, uh, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's the same guy every night, an infant who can't seem to load a fucking dishwasher. Who wants that? Uh, <laughs> Uh, and we fast forward to Moira handing off the baby to the attractive doctor and she watches the baby being given to a loving couple. It's not anything as cold as like a handmade stuff, but it is kind of like separated. is isn't actually Moira handing it over, but who knows? I mean, I don't know. That would be really uncomfortable. And Moira doesn't seem to be as bothered by it. She says it's just weird to be alone. Um... And then Moira runs into attractive doctor on the street and they look at wine together and we realize this is Odette. Um, and so that's funny. I made it like a flashback of, a, of the regular story. Anyway. Um, so uh, Canada is hearing about the bombing. Luke is sure that um, June is alive and Moira says she needs to make sure. Yeah, this was, uh, they were both opposites. Moira wanted to, see Odette and to know mm-hmm. and Luke is just like I don't know it's like he's distancing himself away like so, like he's so tired of being in pain that he's yeah, maybe. becoming numb or something but he doesn't want to know it's like he doesn't want to know Yeah, or, or he he's just like he's got faith that she's going to turn out okay yeah I don't know I can't imagine where you'd get that <laughs> Faith from like he doesn't seem like to be a particularly religious person or anything like that. So I don't know. There's nothing that's given him that faith. Like, and he's not actively doing anything, right? Like he's not planning to infiltrate Gilead and sneak her out. Like he's yeah. not. I'm sure he has no idea just, where to start. <laughs> um. Yeah, I wrote down, Moira is also here to see if she can find her fiancé who was rounded up before the war. What's this now? Because <laughs> I was just like, uh, what? <laughs> okay. Um, so Moira is given uh, thousands of files from the Lady Rachel there. Um, and there's like, you know, it's kind of a, t- you know, it's horrible. She shows us like there's this one special section dedicated to just children. 
Um, Luke says that she, Luke comes and finds Moira and says she wouldn't Odette wouldn't want her to do this to herself. And Moira says she needs to know if she was alone when she died. And later she finds her picture and it looks like she's just like dead in the street alone. Um, mm-hmm. and like I don't know. I wish we had more information here to make this even more, you know, touching. I. I was just like, what's going on in that picture? Did she, was she shot? When did she get shot? Is there any sort of information that goes along with that picture? Where was she found? What, See, yeah. bad. Yeah, bad. I, I don't know. Not good. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. When she's like crying at the memorial, placing the picture of her and Odette, like, and, and Luke is there with her again, I'm, you know, it's not as like touching as when Luke finds Moira for the first time in Canada, but yeah, it's still I mean, like that touching. was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I hope that they're giving her this award because they, she should have had it last year. Right, right. And I also, mean, she's she's wonderful. She really yes. is. She breaks my heart every scene, yeah. except this. I'm taken out of this episode because it's bad. Yeah, it's just a bad episode. Well, it's just like I don't know. It, I don't want to say it's bad. I mean, I was still like, but I, like we get thrown like two huge things about her backstory, which there was seemed to be no clue as to that being a thing before, like nothing. Like Metachlorians. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Also, we find out that off Glen too was, her name was Lily Fuller. Cause she comes up in the slideshow. All right, so that was after. Um, and we go to Woman's Work. And I think both these episodes don't have flashbacks. They're pretty much straight through episodes. So Really? Okay. I love how this like opens with them working Serena and Offred working together and easy easy by the Commodores is playing. <laughs> it's cuz it's so easy oh, without yeah. Fred around. <laughs> Yeah, and also, he's got a record player in his office. Uh Uh-huh. He gets music. She writes and I read, this is the new normal, and an offense to God. Um, Yeah, I was like, Alfred and Serena, partners in crime. And Serena is letting her guard down. She admits she hates knitting. Oh, yeah, (laughs) that was something. But, like, it's so, like, short-lived. Like, a lot of this stuff... All this writing and stuff. I mean, I guess it's, you know, how, how much are you interested in watching them write together? Um, but this kind of happened between episodes because next thing we know, the commander is coming home and mm-hmm. um, Offred is super resentful. Serena is super nervous. Offred gets a special message from Serena, which is just like the music box she gave her and a rose next to it. Um, Eden wants to redecorate, but Nick that doesn't make Nick happy either. Um, Alfred uh, runs into uh, Janine and Emily, and um, I love this. She's like, "Blessed be the fruit," and Janine says, "May the force be with you." <laughs> <laughs> and I love that they got they they had a movie conversation. Like Alfred and Janine are talking about the mo- the Alien uh, movies, and Alfred thinks the sequel to Alien is better, and Janine's like, "You're nuts." <laughs> <laughs> Which are just like, get him, Janine. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Aliens is freaking awesome. It's popcorn entertainment. But man, this is, I mean, what, did, have you seen both those movies? I can't get into, I don't know. I'm not big uh, on creature movies. 
if you, I just can't get into it. If you want a good suspense, but I know exactly. Movie uh-huh. for Halloween. Watch Alien. It's good. But I know what she means when that when that when the baby stretches their foot out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it feels like that's. I mean, it doesn't really. It's not that hard, but still, it's like that foot could just like pop out of my stomach. Uh, the next thing was um, Janine actually uh, says her new posting is like a blessing, and Emily says it's not. The blessing was actually the bomb that went off. Mm. Oh wait, didn't Janine say it's it's only the it's only the ceremony? It's no blowjobs. Oh yeah, oh. which means like Putnam was like. You know, of course, Putnam was like promising her the world. Mm-hmm. Um, which, so which babe- at first you think she's just crazy. Yeah, but but uh, you know, when you when we saw the incident on the bridge, we realized that, that led to Putnam's hand being cut off and going to uh, going to trial. That it it wasn't. She didn't. She's not as crazy as it seemed. You thought she was just. Fa- it was a fantasy, but. He was right, actually right. taking advantage of her. Even more than taking advantage of her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so a baby ambulance goes by. An ambulance is made specifically for babies, which has this weird, like, sing-songy siren to it. It felt like like an ambulance ice cream truck <laughs> siren. I don't know. Uh, all the handmaids drop to their knees. Um, and Brianna says it's Angela or Charlotte or whatever you want to call her. Uh, Janine gets panicked and she says she needs to see her. Alfred says, you know, that can't happen. And then Janine says, you sound just like one of them, which Alfred's super feeling super guilty because she's been helping Serena out. You know, she's been in her own liberal bubble. I guess <laughs> she hasn't been like abused on a daily basis. Exactly. Uh, she's like work. Wait, go. What did Emily say now? Emily said that the blessing was the bomb. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Serena says that uh, the baby's getting worse. She wants to help the baby, um, but she's going to have to bend the law. She needs to call on a female doctor who's like a specialist in babies or something. She's uh, she's the like the best neonatologist in the country in right. the United States. Right, and then there's a. By the way, there was. I looked up and it was. A, it, it's a bit of a goof. I guess you would be calling a pediatrician. Yes, because a, neon, a neonatologist is just for newborn babies, and uh, Angela is a year old. Yeah. Uh, so Fred says no. Alfred tells Serena that Janine is worried. She really wants to see her baby, and maybe her last chance to see the baby. Um. So Serena actually asked the Putnams, surprisingly enough. Yeah, I don't I don't buy any of this. They would not really? let crazy Janine anywhere near that baby no matter what. Mm, I don't know. I think they think the baby is on its way out. Maybe there's a little bit of guilt that they took this baby away from their mother. The mother uh, reacted so Tragically to this baby being taken Maybe there's a bit of guilt there I don't know I can't b- believe that All these people are just robotic Nazis Through through and through There's got to be some bit of humanity in them No, I believe that they would never ever let Janine Anywhere near this baby ever again Especially after she kidnapped it And almost killed I it I don't know Ward, the, the Mr. Putnam um, Like carried on a long affair With her 
you know, there might have been some feelings there, you know, much like Fred has feelings in his own sick and twisted way <laughs> for Offred. <laughs> and I think Naomi is like, just, she's never been like the baby's mother. She's never been, yeah, she she's has, probably never felt close to yeah, it. Yeah, she like, does not have natural mother instincts. No. So, I mean, I believe it. I mean, it is a stretch. I mean, it's really uh, sweet it's like, seeing Janine with the baby and everything, but yeah. uh, I was just like, really? Yeah. Um, and I just, yeah, again, it's like, it's on the, it's a, I mean, there's this just doctor gets brought in and this is really powerful, actually, the, the, how she's like given her lab coat and a stethoscope and like has a moment to, oh, to kind of weep. Oh, yeah. Now that was very powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, I, you know, over my lifetime, the amount of female doctors have, has drastically increased and, you know, you still, you have patients who a female walks in the room and the, the patient addresses them as a nurse, a male walks in the room that they're assumed the doctor, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was a very emotional scene where she's. Where, when she hands her the stethoscope, I was like, because I spend so much time with a stethoscope wrapped around my neck. Yeah. I know how close you, I know what a stethoscope means to mm-hmm. to you and your job. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's not able to do anything for her, you know, which, which sucks. Um, she tells Serena that they need to keep the baby safe and warm. That's the only thing they can do. Um, and just all the power that June has in this situation. Mm-hmm. Everybody listen. I just don't buy all this. Don't buy it. It's bad. Well, I don't believe like, it's bad. Like June so has so much <laughs> say so and a, a power over the, I just, I, I, I don't know. She kind of pushed. I mean, every, I think everybody's emotion. There's a baby dying in the other room. I think nobody's thinking uh, as much about the power structure. They're thinking about this baby that's dying. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't know. And I and I think Alfred is kind of like she always influences things, you know. And uh, until people start feeling manipulated and flip out, you know. Um, so I, I do think she has that that power, um, and you know, especially that situation on the bridge. She really took control of that, and she made the situation better. She saved the baby, you know. So I think I don't know. Maybe the Putnams kind of look at her as you know someone who has warranted a bit of respect from them. I don't know. Maybe, don't know. maybe so. It's a stretch, I think, but it's also like a really like tough situation. There's a baby dying. Yeah, but also we can't find anything physically wrong with this baby, but it's dying. Really? Yeah, yeah I don't know. There, that that I I suppose you could say like medically that's messed up. Like it needs the mother's touch to bring it back. I mean, maybe uh, the baby is of... grieving itself to death. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know if you put. I, I don't know if you push it aside. This I. I don't know. There's, there's, you know, Janine just like taking the baby and then pushing the mask aside and taking the gloves off. And I'm, I, you're sitting there going, "Are the Putnam's going to like freak out?" But they're just like, "This baby's dying, and you know what? What? What harm could this girl do?" Um, and 
and then you know how the episode ends is they wake up they have all fell, fallen so asleep awesome. and she's singing in the windowsill and the baby is yeah. perfectly fine i know and gosh lydia aunt lydia who's you know who's a monster <laughs> you're just like i don't know her like uh kind of like being so touched by this baby being somehow cured by her it's it's mother's t- or her mother's touch i don't know it's as a parent i'm just kind of like <laughs> i mean yeah it's a great moment it's a great television moment if you have no mm-hmm. medical knowledge <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I do wonder if there's any sort of like miracle stories out there that maybe this is looked up, looked upon as like, you know, like a kind of a strange occurrence, but maybe one that's based on something in reality. I don't know. I mean, Um, mean, it's just in the hospital when somebody's heart stops beating, it stops beating for a reason. I mean, you know, there's never an unknown reason. (laughs) Uh... Well, let's talk about the other side of this. Uh, this is when uh, Girls' Night Out ends abruptly because Fred went into Alfred's room and saw the rose and was like, hmm. And then um, probably lo- delved a little deeper and discovered about the doctor being submitted on his orders. He finds, looks through his papers and finds Alfred's writing there. And Serena tries to justify it, like saying, I did it for the child. What greater responsibility is there in Gilead? And Fred says, obeying your husband. And then he uses his belt on Serena and makes Offred watch, <sighs> which is painful. <laughs> painful, painful to watch. And like, like, it's crazy to see Serena, like, really, like, reminded of her place in this household after how much pain she's put Offred through. Mm-hmm. But you kind of sympathize with her because it's crazy how like some of these like characters that have acted like complete monsters like I yeah I don't care I still don't want to see her getting beaten by her husband you know and then like the showing the reaction shots of Alfred you know like really like flinching hard when the when the sound of the belt comes down and I think also Elizabeth Moss's performance is just so repetitive now after two seasons. Oh, really? Her... Okay. I mean, yeah, but... Okay, go ahead. Sorry. I mean, I'm just... Her reactions to things and her trying to hold back tears and... It's so dramatic and so... Uh, <laughs> it's just... I'm t- I've grown tired of it. Ladies and gentlemen, Steph is about done with this I, show. <laughs> we got one more it's week. It's amazing how great season one is and how... So mediocre season two. Oh, the words that you're using just do not describe it for me. But you you are entitled to your own opinion. Uh, but man, I don't know how much more I could argue it. I mean, I don't know how many different expressions one should have to react to horrible things. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think she's great. <laughs> so. Um, all right, so we have Serena like crying when she's looking at the marks on her, and um, Alfred tries to help, but she gets sent. Her. Oh yeah, that's where Alfred tries to go in there, go talk to her, and she's holding back tears and trying to strengthen her voice so she, Alfred doesn't know she's in her bedroom crying. Yeah, and then Alfred goes to Fred for forgiveness, 
and he tells her to go to her room too. And then we get this great last shot of her where she she's walking away from Fred's room and like she smiles because really fuck these two, <laughs> you know. But also like uh, then she kind of tears up because it's also pretty painful, you know, to see um, what Fred has done to her. So. Shall we talk about the f- last episode that we are here to talk yes, about? Yes, which is a better episode, but still, there's mm-hmm. things in it that I'm like, really? Ha- ha- how? Wh- what? Okay. Okay. Uh, and- we have already established that we don't know what smart power means. Okay, smart power. It's power that is not dumb. Smart power. They go to Canada. Smart power. Does it have anything to do? Okay, let's talk about it. Maybe we can make sense of it. Uh, we open up with Offer thinking about Airbnb reviews of the Waterford oh, yeah. That was good. That was yeah. pretty funny. And she ruminates on impossible things that she wants. Um, and then we welcome the new a new guardian to the home, Isaac, who is here to watch over things as Fred, Serena, and Nick are heading to Canada. And uh, Serena wants to stay because Offred's in her third trimester. But Fred wants a happy female face on Gilead. Mm. He wants to uh, use her. Mm-hmm. Eden gives Nick some cookies and says she'll miss him. He does not return the affection. Uh, Serena tells Offred she hates to leave. Offred tries to reassure her that she and the baby are going to be fine. And then Serena says she needs to leave after the baby is born. Even though it's custom that the handmaid stays around to the baby's weaned, I think we've had enough of each other, don't you? Ouch. Uh, so, um, uh, Janine, we see Janine. She's hopeful to see Charlotte again and is disturbed when Offred mentions how she's being sent away. And then she argues with Isaac. And uh, Yeah, because Janine tries- keeps trying to touch June, Offred. Yeah. She's like getting too close to her. Yeah, and and she's getting animated, she's being wildly animated. Yeah, animated. And then she tells him to suck her dick, <laughs> <laughs> and they get smashed with the butt of his gun. And uh, they kind of like he drags Offred away as just she's like laying on the bridge by herself. Um. So uh, we go to the home. Uh, we have Eden wanting to share some of her strawberry jam with Isaac. And Rita is irritated because they didn't bring back chicken because the shopping got cut short. Mm. Um, then Offred, a lot of this episode from Offred's point of view is Offred telling people about what Serena said and what are these each of these people's reaction to it. Uh, she tells Rita, and Rita's just like, "Listen, I'm just used to." This is a world where men can just do whatever they want to me, and uh, my life is not my own, basically. And um, but she's going to do what she can to. Well, Alfred asked her to be like the kindness in her baby's life. Like Fred and Serena are just like evil bastards, and she wants Rita to be the one that shows her the baby kindness. Mm-hmm. Um. And then Aunt Lydia visits Offred, who excuses Offred's behavior because of hormones. Mm-hmm. And then when she tells uh, she tells Aunt Lydia about the news as well, and says so she's asked her to protect the baby. And Lydia doesn't know what she means, and 
Um, she says, any man who would hurt a woman would hurt a child. And Lydia says, I would never, ever let anything bad happen to a baby. And I was wondering, is she exaggerating? I mean, I guess she's afraid that they will whip the child. Mm-hmm. That if he'll whip his wife, he'll definitely whip a child. Right. Yeah, I. you know, who knows? I mean, I'm not sure what happens. Like, obviously... Handmaids die, you know, after many, many years. What fraction of these children being forced to be born by these handmaids are then going to be handmaids themselves? Like, wouldn't protecting a baby be like making sure that baby never gets, like, you know, married off to a guardian at, like, you know, 14 or being put into the Red Center and being, you know, raped monthly? I don't know. Anyway, she kind of gives a clue into her background, and she says that she was godmother to her sister's child, and that child died at four days old. So it's kind of a peek into Lydia's psychology, like why she is so adamant about preserving babies. She feels guilty, so she wants to save all the babies at no matter what the cost. Anything, if a baby is saved, then it's worth... And she does all this mental gymnastics that it's Alfred's fault that this happened or that happened when really, no, it's Mm -hmm. this screwed up situation that these men have caused. (laughs) All right, let's uh, let's go north of the border. We've talked about Alfred's stuff, or at least most of it. Um, We have Moira and Luke looking pretty pissed. It's really interesting to see, like, the news and showing Waterford on the news and stuff. It's like, oh, yeah, these guys are, like, big a big deal, you know? <laughs> like, they're, like, the people that kind of got Gilead started or, or, you know, huge in power or whatever. Um, they run to Rachel, who is the lady who is in the center there, um, asking. They need to arrest Fred. He's a war criminal. She says she can't and that they should join the protest. So um, we had the shot of um, Fred and Serena driving through Toronto mm-hmm. and, so- <laughs> and looking at the free people of Toronto going about their yeah, lives. Yeah, Serena looking at everybody on their phones, all the women that are reading on their phones. Mm-hmm. Couple just openly kissing each other mm-hmm. like she misses love in her life. And, and then, yeah, this it's so weird seeing this in the show because it is almost like they're going back in time, mm-hmm. but also it looks like they're going into the future, mm-hmm. you know? Like, they live such, like, a puritanical, like, existence. Like, it is almost like the, this is the future. Um, so Fred meets the delegates. We have a Mr. McConnell here who said, I liked visiting my country, your country with my husband, and I'll be back when I feel welcome. Mm. And he tell if uh, uh, Fred tells him, "Oh, you're welcome anytime or something," doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh, we hope we hope uh, we hope tourism will be uh, in our future in, in the near future. Right. Um, Serena hangs with a Canadian woman who just talks about her wonderful career as they go through this gigantic. Uh, uh, Garden greenhouse thing mm-hmm. And she said oh I don't have time to cook I wish I did I really like to cook I wish I had time for this but I work too mm-hmm. much I work a lot Then Serena's like on her own standing in front of Elevator and this little girl and her mother come up And the little girl thinks Serena's a princess And the mother is just like doesn't want anything mm-hmm. to do with Serena Yeah she's like we'll get the next one Yeah 
So Serena goes and gets a drink and meets a guy named Mark, who is pretty flirty, so she thinks he's a reporter, but he is a representative of the U.S. government, which exists still in a smaller capacity. Yes! What? This surprised me, because he was acting so weird at first. He was being all macho or something, Mm -hmm. and... uh, and he tells her that, he, you know, he can save her, he can rescue her and take her to Honolulu. So I, I'm assuming that Honolulu is America still? Yeah. Because um, that's not Gilead, you know, and, and if she can go to a, take a plane to Honolulu and start a new life and write a book, that has nothing to do with Gilead. Also, he says that science has shown that the men are to blame for the baby crisis. Mm-hmm. Something that she knew. <laughs> yeah. Um... And yeah, this this uh, this offer from this guy is very tempting to her, but she refuses. Well, because so. also he has cigarettes. He's done a lot of research yeah. on her. He knows uh-huh. a lot about her. He knows that he's tempting her with those cigarettes. And he's tempting her with the cigarettes, but he's also tempting her with uh, a way out of Gilead. And he knows about Alfred and the incoming baby and how the baby's not actually Serena's, you know. Um, I mean, obviously, because it's Alfred's baby. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, he leaves the cigarettes and matches behind. She takes them. And so the next time we see them pulling up to their hotel and there's this giant protest and people have pictures of their loved ones. Luke has this gigantic family photo. Um, and then he sees Fred and he calls him a piece of shit. And says, you raped my wife. And then he tells him, you remember my face because I'm going to remember yours. Okay. Well, f- f- I just thought it was kind of convenient that uh, that Luke was able to get so close mm-hmm. to uh, Fred for him to hear all this. I just thought this yeah. was kind of improbable. But, you know, I went along with <sighs> it. I was okay with it. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I know. It's like. I don't know uh, how much security Canada would have. I mean, would the protest be how, – how this protest doesn't seem to be like huge, you know, until we get that overhead shot of them going to the airport. Mm-hmm. That's a huge protest. But, the, of course, you know, uh, people are only learning about Gilead by w- the information that's getting released. Um, Fred and Serena are here on delegation because of this terrorist attack, you know. And so they're coming to, you know, maybe they've garnered a bit of sympathy from the Canadians. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. And Luke starts talking about how, like, when things are going to, ch- when things change, that you know he's going to come for him. And uh, and Fred says, "Remember your scripture: His kingdom endureth forever." <laughs> Which I'm just like you. Mother. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, also, Fred blames the media. Witch hunt, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, propaganda. Up in, the hotel, <laughs> up in the hotel, Serena is a bit shaken. Fred doesn't care. And so Nick uh, goes to talk to Luke. <sighs> okay. And- okay. How the hell does Nick find Luke out of all the places in Toronto? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That is a good, that's a big one. That's a yeah, big one. that's the big one. That's when I was like, oh. But again, I don't know. You know, Maybe like Fred went. and Serena went up to their room, and he probably went right back out and followed them. You know, I don't know. Or That's just he went head to uh, New Little America or whatever. And is there one big bar that all the Americans go <laughs> yeah. to? I don't know. Casablanca. <laughs> you know? 
Um, and yeah, he says Luke uh, he tells Luke that June is his friend and she's pregnant. Luke starts to tear up and calls him a monster and tells him to get out. Then he asks about Hannah and Nick doesn't know about Hannah, but he has a package from June. And I love how he, um, you know, Luke asks uh, Nick, you know, who got June pregnant? And he's like, is it Waterford's? And Nick just says, yeah, you know? Yeah, he didn't want to get into I mean, mean, it's a lot to get into. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's a, it's a, and, and, you know, from a certain point of view, uh, as Obi Wan Kenobi would say, from a certain point of view, um, Nick is right. This baby is Waterford's. <laughs> it's not his. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he gives him the package. Um, then Luke tells Nick to look out for Alfred, or June rather, um, and gives her a message. Gives him a message. Moira is with him. He loves her, and no matter what, he's not going to stop. So, um, he goes back with the letters, and they read. Him, Moira, and Aaron read it. And it's funny. Uh, Moira says, oh, you know, I thought it was going to be C4. That's what the package yeah. is. That's funny. That's the same thing I said. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. And, it, uh, you know, it's crazy that this package went from, you know, Jezebel's from Moira to June <laughs> to Nick to Luke to Moira. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and she says she wishes it's something that makes Gilead go boom. And Aaron says this could make it go boom. So the next morning, the delegates shut everything down. They say they're no longer welcome. The letters have hit the web, and we believe the women. Exactly. So Fred calls him a coward. Female delegate tells Serena she doesn't know how she lives with herself, and it's sad what they've done to you. And uh, the car is like surrounded by people, barely makes it. Just out. runs them out of town. They just run them out. Get yep. the heck out of Dodge. And Moira catches up and has a sign that says, "My name is Moira," and then she says, "Not Ruby, asshole." <laughs> <laughs> so after there's a party at Luke's uh, apartment, and um, it's like, "Hooray, they're gone!" But also, you know, and but it's like Luke is just like, "Yeah, they're gone," and. She, like, my wife is with them, and, you know, it's, like, powerless, you know. So he's kind of looking pissed in the corner. Um, and then this quiet sing-along of America the Beautiful starts up, and Moira starts crying. <sighs> so um, so Serena unpacks at home. She finds the Hawaiian matches, and she throws them in the fire. Um, and Nick tells Offred what happened and tells, them, tells her the message. And... Uh, which makes Offred really emotional, and then after he leaves, you know, she's talking. She her voiceover is like saying basically that she's got some hope now, and and they think it's probably she's like I think it's probably best to accept that my baby will be born here, but fuck that. <laughs> and <then> the credits. <laughs> yeah. So, like, what does that mean? Does that? Well, she's determined to make sure that baby isn't born there. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have four more. Episodes for the end of season two, The Handmaid's Tale. I really, really doubt, folks, we're going to be coming back for season three. But if you ask me about my thoughts, I'll let you know. Because <laughs> uh, I, I love how much pain I'm put through with this show, but I, I'm, I mean, I'm so invested in these characters. I mean, yeah, I've got to see what happens. I've got to follow through right. to the end. But right. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just, 
obvious that, that the showrunner changed and season two just showrunner didn't change. The showrunner I mean, didn't change. No, they they're not basing it on the book anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you're talking about Reed Morano, she was the director of the first few episodes that kind of established the tone of the show, but she wasn't there the entire time. Well, it's completely different. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. It's fan fiction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we have four more episodes. They are called The Last Ceremony, Holly, Postpartum, and The Word. And let me tell you, you're going to be put through the grinder. <laughs> well, yeah. I've... I've got the from Jen, from Jen, uh, Jennifer Lynn's comments. I feel like Serena does something terrible. Like she does something terrible every episode, but it'll be something mm-hmm. especially terrible. You want your teases? Give me my teases. Lex develops a secret power that no. T- <laughs> <laughs> All right, your first tease is... I, I would much rather be watching Smallville. <laughs> Smallville is a much happier, pleasant thing to watch. Yeah, it's just joyous. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a... We're going to take... We, we, we were brought into the depths of dark drama for a couple of months. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll go have some happy fun times after. Um, all right, so here we go. This is what... Kind of what hinting to what Jen was talking about. Okay. The first tease is Serena's frustration leads to one of the cruelest things ever done to Alfred. Mm. She must do something about Hannah. It has to be about Hannah. If it to really hurt June, it would. Uh, it would have. It would something. It would be something to do with Hannah. The next tease is Fred tries to make up for it in yet another emotionally devastating way. <laughs> Here, let me make things better <laughs> by making it even well, worse. Third tease: Alfred gives birth to the baby mm-hmm. in an unexpected place. Oh, gross! Is it going to gross me <laughs> out? Because, like, really, the uh, you know the uh, idea of people have giving birth on the side of the road or even in a bathtub at home mm. just really freaks me out. Well, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, the next tease is Oprah Winfrey shows up, but will you be able to spot her? <laughs> next. <laughs> I just stunned you with that one. What? <laughs> um, Emily is sent to a house with a familiar-looking commander. Uh, are you still here? Uh, my mind is just like <laughs> Oprah. I'm just Oprah darting Winfrey. back and forth. She's gonna give she's gonna give you in a car. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, your next tease. Eden makes a choice that she pays dearly for. Oh, hopefully they'll kill this girl off. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully she won't be back for season three. Second to last one. I couldn't be more specific than Emily has had enough. Mm. <laughs> and your last tease is Alfred makes a polarizing decision. Which I look forward to um, talking to you about next time on We Don't Want to Wait. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just like. Really 
what yeah. is going on? What's going to happen? Yeah. Good luck uh, <laughs> watching these next four because uh, yeah, they're they're very gripping to me. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Um, all right. So uh, after that, uh, we're going to have one more episode. Then um, I'm going to be on vacation for a week, so we're going to probably be taking a week or so off, something like that. And uh, we'll we'll announce what our next series is on the last episode of Handmaid's Tale. What do you say? Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, bye, his hand, everybody. Okay. Blessed be the I mean, Fruit Loops. Fruit Loops. <laughs> <laughs>